Hi, this is David Yaz at the Boston Podcast Network, hoping you are staying safe and healthy during this period of precaution over the coronavirus. It's difficult to connect with your clients and contacts in a period such as this, but here we continue to produce podcasts that allow you to connect with the people that you want to reach. You've got a rapt audience like never before. People are home, they're listening, and they're waiting to hear from you. We can create a professional podcast with a quick turnaround and do the whole thing remotely so you don't have to leave your home. Get in touch with us at pod617.com. From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our f***ing city. Yes, sir. Hello, everyone, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, thieves, everyone out there. Welcome back to the Boston Podcast, the podcast where we tell the Stories of your city through the voices of your city. My name is Dave, and we have a terrific voice for you today. He's an awesome dude. He's a very accomplished professional, CEO, entrepreneur type. The man just does it all. It's Keith Loris. He's my friend, and he's here today. So, Keith, it, how are you, Keith? I'm very good. Very good. Thank you. You look none, none worse for the wear, um, pandemic and all. Uh, and you were telling me you, you've... I'm looking at you through the crystal clear tones of a, a new web camera. That's exciting, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> so uh, we've been virtual since the beginning, about a dozen years. Oh. Uh, so it's kind of funny that the I feel like the whole world has come to us. It's novelty of the Zoom thing, but we've been Skyping <laughs> with clients. The company itself is virtual. We have employees all over the country, and a couple of whom I never physically met. Really? Okay. Well, see, uh, you're just the person to talk to during these unprecedented times. They're precedented times for you, sort of. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, Keith is the CEO at Sales Renewal Corporation. They do SEO, they do market consulting, lead generation, all kinds of great support in this uh, these new tech technological advances in helping companies learn how to use them and improve and and take themselves to the next level. I'm making your pitch for you, Keith, but am I close? The marketing industry is filled with lots of single tactic vendors. They do one kind of marketing, you know, it's usually a name, PR Mm -hmm. firm, ad agency, SEO website. Uh, And that's fine for sort of their natural market of big companies who've got VPs and directors of marketing who can hire all these point specific vendors and manage them and come with a plan and move the whole thing forward. Sales renewal is different. We focus on small businesses, and some of the unique characteristics of small businesses is they're very time-stressed, they're very price-sensitive, and they usually don't have a lot of in-house marketing talent. They almost always have sales, Mm -hmm. but not usually marketing. Mm -hmm. And so what ends up happening is they do marketing very episodically. They do nothing, Mm -hmm. and then they decide to change their website or do an ad campaign or direct mail something, and they do that for a few weeks, and then they stop. And to succeed in marketing, and big companies know this, the secret is it's got to be integrated. The left hand needs to know what the right's doing. Uh, and uh, it, things have got to be done in the right order. And you have to have all the different kinds of marketing working together. And so Sales Renewal is really trying to revolutionize how small, small business marketing works. And fundamentally, we're an outsourced marketing agency mm-hmm. that can do any kind of marketing. All right. Have to explain how that could yeah. possibly work. Yeah, well, maybe give us an example of a, a success story, and you certainly don't have to talk about what uh, client you're working with, but give us an example of a company who came to you 
and said, geez, we really need help with X, Y, Z. And now they're in a different place. So a, a good example, we just recently launched a new website. And oftentimes that is viewed as like the first thing. That's actually the middle of our engagement mm-hmm. because we had spent a good deal of time up front. We're really big believers in measuring twice, cutting once. Mm-hmm. Sure. Really big believers in planning. And so we have this very collaborative strategic review process, which we call a uh, blueprint. Mm-hmm. And with this law firm, they, they really wanted to grow their outside general counsel business. And they really wanted to break out of the typical law firm framework. I mean, the typical law firm marketing, you could look at their website, they're going to have the mahogany library with the leather-bound law books yeah. sitting in front of the video, you know, being yeah. videoed in front of it. There's not a law book on this site, right? Good. Um, and in particular, one of the one of the uh, big problems we were trying to solve for them is how do you get small business owners to use their lawyers more often, right? And, uh, you know, as every small business owner in the audience could probably attest to, most of the time you only call your lawyer when you're about to be sued or when you're going to sue somebody, mm-hmm. basically when you have sort of legal crisis. Really, when you just call to chat about some business issue or whatever, people end up scarfing contracts off the, the internet and so on. But just like kind of with the theory behind HMOs and medical sphere, an ounce of professions worth a pound of cure in legal services too. Yeah. A well-drafted contract could save thousands of dollars of legal bills, you know, down the road, right? Yeah. yeah. And so we we work with them and we came out with this new business model that is a subscription-based business model. It's a very, very common model on the internet, mm-hmm. but it's quite rare for a law firm, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it does a bunch of different things. Um, for, for one thing, lawyers are not very comfortable selling and the by the hour business model of law firms and professional services is kind of challenging. It's hard to predict the expense and so on. Uh, but that's what most, most professional service firms do that. And, and with this particular site, we're trying to get away from that and have a monthly subscription fee, you know, and you know, when you go to Comcast and you sign up, you add on stores for 1395 a month and you do it or you don't do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Uh, and, you know, when you're on the Constant Contact website, you want mail software, you have that typical grid. Mm-hmm. You have a left column that maybe is free or low priced. And then you have, as you go to the right, you have these other columns where it's more expensive and there are more rows, more and more features in this table. Yeah. That's how this website works. So when you say website, this is a website for a law firm or a company that offers legal services? It, that's a stupid question. Okay. It's actually a law firm. There are competitive subscription models. There's a big gorilla in the field. I won't name them, yeah. but they're actually an aggregator. There's no lawyers there. It's an internet company right. that is basically the lawyers pay to have some leads routed to them. Right. right? You're not going to mention yeah. them and I won't either, but it's something like lawyers.com or lawfirm.com or, oh, you know what? I know. I think I know what it is. I won't say it either. How's that? But it's, it's some generic term <laughs> suggesting you yeah. go and, and kind of find a lawyer here. This is the place you find a lawyer, but it's not yeah. a law firm, right? This, it's a website. This is different because yeah. it's a real law firm with real lawyers. And that's important because what we try to do, we position this as providing complete solutions. So the everyday routine business transactions, that's handled by the outside general counsel service. But, mm-hmm. but it, that service also includes discount on all the other transactional stuff. If you actually do have to sue somebody or get a patent. And so this is really a complete solution for firms that run from on the low end, clients who don't even know why you would hire a lawyer, they have no idea what the word general counsel means, to the high end, 
mid-market companies who know what an outside general counsel, uh, excuse me, an inside general counsel would do, but they felt like they couldn't afford it. So this website lists prices. It lists the services in detail. These are things lawyers don't typically do. Yeah. It's much more in that subscription model. So that I, I'm offering that whole thing as an example of sort of the partnership between sales and its clients. We kind of understand where they're trying to go. We bring our business and marketing smarts to it and collaboratively come out with this vision, which we then turn around and implement. Yeah. And if you see me turning aside, Keith, I'm not ignoring you. I'm telling my son to quiet down a little bit. He's he's listening to some music that he really enjoys. So I don't know if anybody heard Adrian, you can, uh, I'll say hi for all of you out there. But anyway, Keith, um, I mean, this, it's a, you you give this as an example. uh, It's an example that particularly intrigues me. You know, I was at Lawyers Weekly for 15 years and I've seen all kinds of creative ways that law firms shop their wares and different ways that they charge. But we don't need to belabor this too much, but if so, if I, if I'm a company owner, consumer, whatever I am, and I need legal help, I go to this website, I can sign up for a subscription basis. And then when the shit hits the fan, then what happens? Then the, the lawyers help me. I can't imagine they just, you know, work on some huge law firm for me just because I'm signed up at some subscription, right? So again, the, the subscription service is an outside general counsel. So the, okay. the we're targeting Companies. small business owners. Yep. Not it's not a consumer site. Gotcha. Okay. Right? Sorry. Yep. And 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 so the idea is integrate a lawyer into your team. Mm-hmm. And again, there are different tiers. So depending on the tier, you get more or less services, right? right. So right. whatever makes sense. But it's it's a range of price points. It's it's a and you know and and the fundamental the the, the growth opportunity here. Mm-hmm. is there are far, far more small businesses who don't use lawyers, mm-hmm. right? And that running meter is a big hindrance. And so we're trying to tackle some of that and also have some of the, some of the problems that solve. Right. So a, a classic one, lawyers don't like to talk about money. One of the resistance a lot of professional services offer is, I can't do fixed fee because when I do fixed fee, I got to do hourly. I can't do fixed fee because the thing flips. As soon right. as the client knows it's fixed fee, they have a million requests for me. Right. Right. And they right. quickly exceed the scope. And then I have to tell them they owe us money. It's a whole uncomfortable conversation. The beautiful thing about the subscription model, you know, you talk, it's an educational thing. It's not a money thing. You can talk to the client and you say, well, you know, the tier that you're in right now, you're asking for more document reviewed each, each month than is in your tier. It really looks like tier two is a better level for you. Why don't we just move up to tier two? So it's an educational thing. It's not an uncomfortable money thing. And having all the information on the website, clear, transparent pricing and services makes it much, much easier. Mm, mm. And so that is a a, a terrific example of, and and you handle that you're a problem solver from sort of start to finish. So with that particular, in that particular case, um, you know, you looked at a firm who was, who was troubled and maybe by this very issue you're describing of, of how to charge, but then you also see it through and you also do, you know, the website and, and help with the Absolutely. sales strategy and all that. We, we divide it up into three steps. So the okay. first step is that collaborative strategic engagement, we call it a blueprint. There's no obligation to go to the next two steps. It's completely custom. And essentially in this joint sourcing program, it's a complete one-stop marketing solution. All the people, all the technology, all the strategy uh, and benchmarking you need. So we figure it out together in that first blueprint step. And we then propose to them the next two steps. If the client says yes, we go to them. The next step we simply call build. So we just build out everything in the blueprint. So yep. it's often changes to the website, social media pages, maybe it's a trade show booth, you know, again, depending on what the client needs. And then once that all 
is done, the build, it's all the setup config is done, we enter the sell services phase. So the blueprint we designed to that with them, their business strategy and marketing machine. In the build step, we build it. In the sell step, we turn the crank each month and actually do the marketing. Mm -hmm. So we do the SEO, we do the ads, we whatever again it is. And that's the step that is got a 12 month contract. And the real unique thing about that step is the compensation model. Mm -hmm. We share the risk and reward with our clients in that step. What's cool about what you do is, although it, it's complex stuff and you're the expert, it is something I think all of us can understand. We all kind of are, are armchair, you know, consultants when it comes to business strategies. And I'm, I'm thinking of, of the biggest companies in the world. So you talk about, uh, I'm thinking like Google and Facebook and Netflix, and they all have a sales strategy. They all have a pricing strategy. And it, it, to me, it's always interesting to see, you know, Netflix is a great example of a company that figured it out. Uh, the Captain Obvious over here, they practically own the world right now. But, but they were a company that started with, you know, it was, they send you DVDs. You know, it was a DVD rental company, right? right. And um, they, they, I don't know, how, they were either lucky or shrewd to have named their, have, have net in the, in the title of the company, Netflix. Originally, you may know more about it than I, but the, that just meant you went on the internet to pick what DVDs you want sent to you when you keep a list. Now it's like they own the internet, they own streaming video. Um, do, you, do you enjoy doing that as well? And if you do, can you tell us what companies you've been impressed at in terms of seeing a strategy through from start to finish? Or maybe if you've got an example of a company that, has miserably failed. Those are always fun stories too. <laughs> they should have hired you. I actually think that's that. This is one of the strengths. The example of the law firm. Uh, you know, I don't mean to harp on professional service companies, right. but yeah. another challenge they often have is they have a single battleship, battleship service. Mm -hmm. I'm a wealth manager, right? Right, right. <laughs> Sign right. up with me, wealth manager. Sign up. Make me your lawyer. Make right. me your accountant. And you know, segueing a little bit into sort of the COVID implications. I think in a you know challenging business environment, uh, perhaps severe contraction slash depression that might be coming. I think a lot of folks, you know, generating new business is going to be quite a challenge. Mm -hmm. And what we did with the law firm, in a certain way, if you think about it from the product marketing perspective, we looked at them and said, we got to unbundle some of your services. There are different services that are less risky, less scary to adopt. And maybe in this, you know, uh, in this environment, I'm not re ready to sign up with you as my wealth manager, but maybe I pay a couple thousand dollars to do a financial plan, you know, right, right, right. and market that as a separate, easy to adopt entry level service right. that now you're interacting with them. And obviously, if you do well, and if they think you're a smart uh, man or woman, there's a good chance you might actually get the whole Kona business. Mm -hmm. That's right. But, you know, yeah, structure and offering for the times Yeah, that would work. That's easy to adopt, less risk and so on. Tell me about, I'll give you the big open-ended question, but tell me about how business is going to change either close to home for what you do or just sort of in general, given everything that has happened over the last couple months. And, you know, it's obviously huge focus on the virtual world. It's obviously uh, a blow to industries like, you know, the, the ones that hold big events and, and things like that. Obviously, restaurants, service industries like that. And sport. Anyway, give us your thoughts. What, what, what have you noticed and what do you think is, are going to be the, the, the echoes into the future of this? I, I, I think they're actually going to be quite, quite profound. Um, 
and and you know it's more the the obvious one has been sort of the remote working from home and they this is not so bad you know a lot of people are sort of an eye opener for them the implications though for commercial real estate and downtown office space is quite daunting yeah and recent new york times story was talking about the threat to manhattan I mean, there's a whole ecosystem that the, the, all the restaurants depend on the office workers getting lunch and going out after work and, uh, you know, all these sorts of things. That's just one example. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think from the business strategy perspective, and this is very much an area sales and rules moving into, uh, we think we have a lot to offer here because of this history of sort of assessing and repositioning and restructuring service and so on. So I'll give you a quick example. So you're a restaurant owner. Your goal in life has always been fill those tables, fill those seats, right? And your principal way of doing that is really good food mm -hmm. and getting good reviews and things like that. Now, today, you, depending on whether you were ahead of the curve or not, <laughs> and you had some remote online ordering, right? Now you're confronted with today, you're 100% you know, uh, remote, and the notion of contactless selling and pickup and delivery and so on has become an issue for you. Surely, they're going to start loosening up and maybe 25% of your tables and 50% of your tables. So now you're a business owner who's always thought about filling those seats and you do the marketing required for that. And all of a sudden, you have, to, you have a hybrid business where you have some of the people in person, some of the people ordering online, right? right? Management-wise, servers, cooks, that's a big challenge. There are a lot of operational implications in that. There are a lot of marketing challenges in that. All, a lot of technology challenges. Yeah, I have to have the yeah. technology to support all this kind of stuff. Mm. So that's just one tip of the iceberg. Yeah, I was thinking. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about that because it, there are some companies. Uh, well, to continue with your example of restaurants, you know, there were simply many that were really much better girded for this than others. And, yeah. you know, there, there are some that got right out in front of it. And, and now, mind you, I'm not a restaurateur, and I imagine that switching to, you know, all takeout is going to be a blow to your service, no matter how brisk a takeout business you do, I imagine. Nevertheless, that might, uh, you know, determine whether they survive or, or don't survive this period, right? So, right. and some of them with the online very easy one click, you know, I mean, we're all home. We all, we're all, you know, hopefully we all give the excuse. Well, I'm supporting local businesses. Also, I'm too lazy to cook again and I don't feel like <laughs> doing my dishes. So I'm going to order out, but some of them are just kind of seamless. And, and then yeah. others, others weren't even ready for takeout at all. Some of the fancier restaurants who probably, you know, thumb their nose at the idea of takeout in the past. Um, right. And then they also puts a lot of, a lot of stress, the food itself becomes critical yeah. because the ambiance, the environment's gone. That's right? right. Yeah. So my point here is that the, the changes are at every level from sales to marketing, to operations, to management. Uh, so that lots of challenges. And, and, you know, in my experience, a lot of people are thinking of this as like a retail only kind of thing. Mm. Of how the retail world is going to change. It's not. Uh, so if I said to you, you know, drive throughs, you probably are thinking, you know, fast food restaurants and uh, banks. Right. Those are the business that have drive-throughs. Well, there are a bunch of law firms who all of a sudden had to do drive-through document signings. Wow! Yeah, right That's for crazy. estates, yeah. yeah, for estates or for closing of legal documents and things like this, where they literally had people drive into their parking garage or parking lot, crack their window open, slide the document yeah. in, sign it, and slide it back out. Right. So drive-through legal services, yeah. right? 
So, you know, just, just to get people to think, it's not just retail. If, you, you know, you have your B2B business or so on, your implications. Uh, I think a really, really important message that's going to be important is safety mm-hmm. and uh, being sanitary. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think every business is going to need to very much make sure that they, uh, that their clientele, their customers can trust them. Mm-hmm. So trust has always been very important in the world of professional services, lawyers, doctors, and so on. But I think all of a sudden that Dunkin' Donuts that I'm going into, I don't really see what's going on behind the, in the kitchen, it's mm-hmm. behind the door there. I have to trust that business, that they're doing the right, the right thing, the right sanitary procedures and so on, right? Or customers are going to vote with their feet. Right. Right. If I didn't trust that law firm to do the closings the right way. I wouldn't have done it. So uh, I think it's going to put stress and changes on a wide range of businesses. Yeah, it gets it gets me thinking about businesses like mine. We're in the podcast business here, in case you didn't know, pod six one seven dot com. There's the plug. And, you know, our studio is, you know, we take a lot of pride in our studio. We have great gear and it's really fun to come in and do a show. We have it. We've closed, you know, governor told us to, so we closed and, but it wouldn't take that much for us to retrofit what we do. You know, I mean, literally like a radio station, the, the glass wall, you know, you could, we could pitch it as, you know, come in and, you know, you can be on the other side of the wall or, I mean, there are certain, (laughs) this could apply to other industries as well. There are certain people I know around the country who have mobile podcast studios. And so it's a trailer or it's a van. And, you know, heck, if it's a nice day out, you could literally stick the microphone out the window of a van <laughs> and do your podcast. Oh, that's but, interesting. Yeah. But there are other, but there's a lot of these, you know, professional services people, the, the lawyers, the accountants, and, and many others, a lot, if a lot of their meetings are one on one, it's sort of, it, a lot of them might now be saying, yeah, the virtual thing is just fine. I'm just talking to one person. But in the future, maybe, could you see offices like being outfitted with, you know, sanit- what would we call it? Sanitary friendly um, structure, you know, setup so that you walk through like, you know, like you're walking through the supermarket following the arrows to make sure you don't come into contact with anybody else. Like walk this way, walk into this room. And yeah. it, it's going to be like visiting someone in prison. You know, you see, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's ironic because uh, I, I wish I owned stock in a plexiglass manufacturer. Yeah. I think they can right? do really well. Yeah. Right. You know, if you think about it, supermarkets have actually sort of somewhat cracked this nut already because they've had to operate through the whole thing. Right. And just think about how the supermarkets have changed. There's the floor signage, which way to walk. There's the plexiglass separating you. Yep. So, you know, your radio example, uh, you know, it, the, the impact is very wide ranging. I mean, manufacturers, the meatpacking thing, mm. right? The manufacturer said they wanted to open up. The employee said, I don't want to go. Right, right, right. Right. That, that comes back to the, the trust and following the right procedures and so on. Right. Uh yeah, it's, it's going to be a different world. How do you manage those people? How do you manage, you know, in an office? How do you manage the office when some of the people are in person and half of them are on a Zoom call? Exactly, exactly right. That, that just interesting stuff. It, it boggles the mind to think of the, the possibilities. You know, mostly it's kind of like too bad. We can't do exactly what we did before. But it does force a lot of companies to think creatively, and, and that's not such a bad thing. Um, we're up against, the clo- we're up against the clock a little bit. Um, in a moment, Keith, here's your, here's, here's your warning. I'm going to ask you your favorite tip for surviving the quarantine. And this could be anything from something you've been soothing your nerves to, to cope with, w- activity that you do, or just something you've seen on TV, or just a recipe, 
or your favorite brand of scotch, anything that, <laughs> that you choose. So there's your warning, Keith. In a moment, we're going to play good stuff. And before we do that, I just want to tell you what we do at the Boston Podcast Network, pod617.com. Is now a good time to start your own podcast? Well, as a matter of fact, we say, yes, we've been doing remote podcasts for a couple of years now. We'll ship you out quality USB microphone to get started at no charge. If you want to work with us, pod617.com is where you go. Lots of deals running that are um, quarantine friendly, I guess you would say, remote podcasting. And if you want to be a guest on this show, the Boston Podcast, or if you know someone who's a business owner, I'm thinking restaurant owner or someone who needs to keep their name out there and remind people that they're still kicking, there's no charge. Be a guest on this show. We're offering that up to anyone who would like. Email me at david at pod617.com. And you could be a podcast star, kids. Now, let's play an edition of Good Stuff. Oh, that's the good stuff. All right, so Keith has had about 37 seconds to prepare for this, so forgive him if it's not revolutionary, but I bet it'll be good. Do you have a tip? Uh, oops. Turn off the sound, Dave. That's my tip for the day. Stop hitting the wrong buttons, Mr. Podcaster. So um, do you have a tip for our listeners or something that uh, you have enjoyed, if that's the word, during this period, Keith? Uh, Well, you know, I'm not like, uh, this is a little atypical for me, but I've actually tried to approach things a little bit more zen-like in the sense Mm -hmm. of I can't control this stuff. You know, I I took a PPP loan, you know, What's going to happen after the eight weeks? Who knows? Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right, right. And right. so, you know, there's a part of me that's just trying to not stress about it, you know, one day at a time kind of thing, which is perfect because I'm supplementing the Zen with a newfound love of tequila. Oh, so, uh, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> they go hand in hand. What, um, what's, what's your preferred brand? Uh, the Costco one. <laughs> Whatever they get at Costco is good. Um, yeah, well, we I started uh, a series, and it runs on this show, the Boston Podcast, on Thursdays. I have a friend, D, who's we've been doing spirited discussions where we welcome a, a guest bartender, and that bartender comes in and tells us how to mix the drink. We actually mix the drink in our respective spots, enjoy the drink, review the drink, and then the bartender leaves us with a question to ponder. This last one happened to be Beatles versus Elvis. You could talk for hours about that, right? Oh, my but, goodness. <laughs> right. But the cocktail was tequila-based, and it was called uh, Sister Mary. And I don't remember the recipe off the top of my head, but I'm going to send it to you, Keith, so that, that we could all use a little bit Thank of you. that. <laughs> Thank you very much. So um, very good. So, uh, Keith, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? The website has everything I've talked about in, in more detail. It's www.salesrenewal.com. Our phone number is 508. I'll give you my direct dial, actually. 508-283-4741. You don't have to go through the switchboard. Nice. And my email address, I'm Keith Loris. So the email address is K-L-O-R-I-S at salesrenewal.com. Awesome. I hope you had fun, Keith. I did. Very good. And I hope that no spammers listening to this podcast. <laughs> well, you certainly passed the audition. That, that was some just awesome thoughts on the way people are going to, pardon the cliche, pivot in this new world. But it's not all bad stuff. It's good stuff, too. And, um, and tequila is good, too. Let's not forget. So, Keith, Lawrence, <laughs> Keith, thanks so much for joining us on the Boston Podcast. Go to pod617.com if you would like your own podcast. And just email me if you want to be on the show, david at pod617.com. On behalf of Keith Loris from Sales Renewal Corporation, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, 
you must be the other guy. Enjoy the day, everybody. Hang in there. Get some tequila. 